everyone, and welcome to Pod Rocket. Today, I'm here with David Korshid, the creator of X State and Stately. How are you, David? I'm doing good. How are you? I am also good. Um, so, really excited to learn about these projects. Um, you know, we can kind of uh, start with either. I'm guessing maybe it makes sense to start with X State first, um, since, as I understand it, that's kind of foundational in a sense to Stately. So. Does, does that make sense? We could start there. Yeah. And um, so maybe for, for the audience who aren't familiar with XState, what does it do? How does it work? Sure. So XState is a library for creating and using state machines and state charts. It's completely framework agnostic, and it was initially written in JavaScript, rewritten in TypeScript. Um, and so the, there's sort of a distinction because I know when people think states, they think state management. And so XState isn't just a state management library. It's more for state orchestration. And so the difference is that state management is like having a nice little container to hold and maybe react to state changes. And state orchestration is more about um, changing the behavior and just orchestrating when which behavior gets applied based on which events uh, you know come in. And of course, events can change the behavior as well. Uh, so it's a little bit more than than just state management. Got it. So maybe just to make things a bit more tangible, like what's an example um, or maybe a question is like often uh, state management frameworks are demonstrated with like the to-do list app. So mm-hmm. could you put xState in context of how it might frame up the, the classic to-do list state demo? Well, sure. Let's, uh, you know, if we take a to-do list app as an example, uh, with state management, you would just be concerned with, all right, I need a place to store my to-dos, you know, add, delete, edit, all of that. And the other logic, like, okay, we'll just let the developer figure it out. Uh, With applying state machines and state orchestration to that, now you also have to think about like, okay, there's a certain number of states that my to-do could be in. So, for example, I could be editing it. I could be reading it. I could It, it could be deleted. It could be completed. Um, and so if we have a to-do that's deleted, it probably shouldn't be editable. Um, and so, uh, like, also, you know, if it's completed, you know, things like that. Um, and, and so right now, like the way that developers would typically do this is they'd have some sort of Boolean guard or condition that says, um, all right, if I am, you know, if this is completed, like it is completed, then, you know, just don't do anything when the user tries to edit and just like a ton of defensive logic. And so a state orchestration library um, like XState puts that state first and says, When you're in the editing state, these are the things you're allowed to do. And when you're in the completed, here's what you can do. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the distinction. And hopefully that made sense as an example. Got it. So in a sense, it's it's like more opinionated about how you handle each possible state than something like Redux or MobX, which is more of just like a generic place to store state and it's kind of up to the developer how you architect state in in the context of like a json object but with x state there's sounds like it's more opinionated and gives you a more more of a framework for how you describe what you can and kind of yeah what you can and can't do in each state and how you get into various states is that accurate yeah and uh jokingly i like to call like redux with rules (laughs) it feels like (laughs) Not not boilerplate, but just like rules. Like you're more constrained in the behaviors of your application 
depending on you know what state you're in. And how does it work as like as a developer? How do I use it? What's the API like? Um, so uh, if I were to describe it with words, you have a peer function. So if you're used to using reducers, like in Redux, NGRX, or Vuex, you give it the current state and the event, and it returns the next states. With xState, it's the same way. So you have a machine. When you create a machine, a machine.transition function where you give it the current states, an event that happens, and it will give you the next state. And then there's something called an interpreter, which basically makes it like an event emitter that you could subscribe to. So you could take that machine and now it becomes a living entity. And that entity you could send events to and it's going to hold that state in there. So in Redux, you have a single store that is that living entity. So you could send it events and it holds that state internally and you could also subscribe to it. Uh, With xState, it's pretty much the same way. Uh, The biggest difference is that, um, you know, now... uh, since it's you know state first, we could visualize our application logic, and we could uh, write more robust application logic than just a a free for all reducer function. And when you say visualize, is that visualizing code or actually visualize in some sort of graphical visualization? The second. So. Um, Basically, we're making directed graphs out of uh, the logic represented in a state machine. Or you could think of it like boxes and arrows more colloquially. So you could visualize, all right, we have this state. And when this event happens, now we're going to go in this state. And it might also run some actions or effects, um, you know, depending on what events came through. Uh, So, yeah, it's definitely visual in like a higher level of abstraction than the actual code. Got it. What are actors? Ah, so actors. Uh, I remember when I was talking about like how uh, we could interpret a machine and it becomes like this entity that you could send events to and subscribe to, just like a Redux store when it's used in an application. So that's considered an actor. And this comes from the actor model of computation, which you know was made many, many decades ago, I think 1973 or something <laughs> like that. And so XA treats actors as first-class citizens. So when you interpret a machine, that creates an actor. And so it creates something that you could send and listen to. And so that actor can also create other actors uh, through like spawning or interpreting. And each of these actors represents like a local isolated state that could listen to events and change its behavior based on uh, which events came in. And so... Um, you know, there's many ways that you could think of this in a real life application too. So uh, if you're like, um, if you think about a component, a component can be itself an actor or a, you know, a handler for an event, like that could be an actor as well. So it's just basically this thing that you could communicate with. Um, yeah. And and so with XState, there's, uh, you could have many actors that talk to each other. And maybe going back to the context of like our to-do app, how would an, the actor um, paradigm fit into that app? Like, or maybe not the core app, but some additional functionality we might add on top of our to-do app. So uh, let's convert the two app to like sort of a real life example of like, let's say your workplace where you have a boss or a manager and then you have workers. Um, so a to-do list could be like that manager and each to-do can be like one of those, you know, employees or workers. And so uh, in the actor model, instead of all of that being like one big data structure, instead it's like 
many little pieces of isolated state. So you could have one to do report to the manager, hey, I'm completed, or I just changed, or I was deleted or something like that. And then the parents can handle that from there and say, okay, well, let me just remove you from the list or something like that. Or the parents, like, let's say it was given a command, like, uh, mark all as completed. So the parent receives that event, and then it tells all of the other to-dos, hey, you all are um, completed. I think I said completed or deleted. But yeah, you, you all are uh, deleted. And so it, it would send an event to each uh, each one of those. And so from there, we have like a really good separation of responsibilities because um, now it becomes trivial to do something like, let's say you take your to-do MVC app that everyone loves to implement and re-implement in different frameworks and uh, libraries. And let's say that we want these to-dos to actually sync to a database and you want async to-dos where saving might fail or, you know, persistence is an issue too. Like let's say you want to persist it to local storage, but also some remote API or fetch them from an API too. So now the structure of like to-do and to-dos as actors does not change at all. A to-do is still a to-do. It just has now this extra functionality of like being able to communicate async. Uh, but to the parents, the parent doesn't know that all the parent cares about is this to-do is going to send me events and I'm going to send events to the to-do. So that interface is still exactly the same, no matter how many features are added to each of those actors. Overall, how does XA compare to some of the other um, kind of uh, state state tools, state machine-based tools, like Robot is one that I've seen before. Um, yeah, curious how that differs or is similar. Yeah, so it's interesting because there's, um, you know, there's obviously a lot more state management libraries than there are uh, state uh, machine libraries, but there are still quite a few state machine libraries. Um, uh, Matthew, I think he's um, Matthew Phillips. Uh, he is the creator of Robots, which mm -hmm. is a really cool library. And I think one of the focuses of the library was to just give it a nicer API and make it a little bit uh, more composable. It doesn't have all the features of a state chart, which is why XState is the way it is, is because it has to adhere to this uh, SCXML interface, um, which has a whole lot of features and you know makes it compatible with a lot of other tooling. Um, but uh, Matthew, who uh, created Robot, he also created this uh, DSL called Lucy. Uh, and I think it's at lucylang.org or something like that. Um, but what it is, it's a, a meta language for describing state machines that is written in C, actually, and it compiles down to uh, just JavaScript code, and it actually compiles to X states. So, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a, a fan, or at least I hope so, of, <laughs> of X state. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there are some older state machine libraries too. Um, but I, I don't think that they're, uh, updated, you know, or up to date. And originally what, what led you to, to build this and, um, you know, what, what got you so excited about state machines in the first place? Yeah. So, uh, state machine or state machines, um, X state is about six years old. Um, it was almost exactly six years ago when I released it, um, and originally, when I was a junior developer, so about 10 years ago, uh, I had to suffer through just like a, a massive PHP application, which was uh, representing just complex workflows, like user-facing workflows of uh, this 
you know, prescription drugs. And these are really expensive specialty medications. So you would have to pick your insurance and then pick the right dosage. And then another field would show based on the dosage that you picked. And then you had to like uh, fill out this prior authorization form and then your address. And so it was just form after form after form. So that sort of nightmare wizard form scenario without any frameworks or uh, I, I think we use jQuery mostly. Um, but yeah, so coding it and coding all of that logic was just as a junior developer, it's like throwing, you know, just being thrown into the deep end. So I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Uh, and so that's when I started like just, researching like okay what's a way to make like these workflows um and so obviously you search workflows you're going to eventually stumble onto state machines so i started researching state machines i'm like okay this is a visual paradigm this is actually pretty cool because i'm a junior i don't know too much but i can definitely follow boxes and arrows and like that makes a lot of sense to me and then i started reading that there's this thing called state charts which really takes state machines to the next level allows you to represent hierarchy and parallel states and a whole bunch of other features. Um, and so I just started researching that and um, decided to make a library out of it. And honestly, it was meant to be a toy library used for a conference demo, but uh, it sort of grew to much bigger than that. And as I understand it, now you're building stately AI mm -hmm. on top of... Um, on top of XState. So maybe tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, Stately AI, um, it's a company startup that I founded. And our goal really, it's not exactly XState focused. At first it is gonna be, we're gonna be building tooling for XState and Stately, like most of the tools are built on top of XState. But the main purpose of it is to have um, and provide software modeling tools uh, for developers, designers, uh, project managers, other stakeholders, and essentially be like the set of tools that you would use to represent your application logic in a visual way, just like you would use any other diagramming tool. But the biggest difference is that this diagramming tool lives with your code. And so it's always going to be in sync with your code. Um, and so these are called executable diagrams and state charts are um, one of the ways that, you know, you could make these executable diagrams. Um, and so basically we just want also to be a place where uh, developers can share their application logic and collaborate on it, just like you could collaborate on designs in Figma. So I guess you could say we want to be the Figma of application logic. So would you kind of describe the logic of your application in, in the visual interface? And then does it generate code or it you hook into that logic with APIs to build your application on top of how, what's like the interface between the visual and your actual application? So uh, the, the two paths we're exploring are like, if you're creating it in the diagram, it could of course generate code. And of course you could edit that code too. Um, and, or like in an in intermediary uh, JSON representation, so it could be consumed by other tools as well. Uh, but we also want to make it so that if you are coding in something like XState, you should be able to visualize that and visually edit it in the editor. So uh, that's something that, you know, we definitely want to have as, as a feature. Does that kind of functionality exist at all in like the no-code, low-code app builders? Or I'm curious, like kind of what else is out there that has maybe explored this concept of visually describing kind of the control flow within your application? 
Yeah, so a lot of the no-code and low-code tools are focused, uh, well, like the, there's a category where it's focused primarily on the visuals. There's a lot of visual React builders and website builders, and uh, that is pretty much static. Of course, you could add like dynamic elements and just pull those in, but it's still very much a, um, you know, a, a limited subset of what you can do. And so usually what tends to happen is that once you get to a point where you need to express complex application logic or just something custom that the low-code tools don't provide out of the box, then you pretty much have to jump into code. Um, and also these tools, they typically generate code where it's like, here's the code, do not touch it, otherwise it's not going to work, and we're just going to blow it all away when you, uh, when you use the tool again. Uh, so I, I think... Um, yeah, there are, there's been some tools that sort of explore this place, uh, this space, um, but I don't think that there's been any that um, really show like what you can do uh, with like expressing full-on application logic. And so that's why like XState was sort of the the second half of the approach, where it's like, can developers express complex application logic using just XState? Um, and so the answer is yes. And right now the answer is increasingly like we would move to X state if we need to describe anything complex and maybe for trivial things, we won't use X state yet. Uh, but you know, once that hypothesis is proved, uh, now the question is like, all right, so can a low code editor actually create those X state machines? And then you have the full picture of this low code editor being able to, you know, just fully represent as complex of application logic as you want. And what is Stately Viz? So the Viz, uh, Stately Viz is an updated version of the XState Visualizer, and it allows you to um, visualize machines by copying and pasting the XState code inside the uh, the code editor in there. Uh, and you could also visually inspect machines too. So if you're using XState in your application, you could hook it up to the Stately Viz and see the state machine changing as you navigate through your application. And what's cool too is it it works both ways. So if you manipulate something on the state machine, it's going to reflect back in the application as well. Got it. So none of that none of that code that's generated and you can't touch it. Sounds like it can go both ways. Either exactly. It, you yeah. can generate code, or you can edit the code and see the updates in the visual interface. Exactly. And what does the future look like for Stately AI? Like, where where do you want to take this in a year? What do, what do you yeah, you know, what do you think about building? Uh, so right now we're working on the editor, and um, you know we're going to be opening up to uh, you know for beta like in a couple months, um, and hopefully general general release next year. Um, but that's that's only the first step in the process because like uh, we want this editor to be useful for a wide variety of things. Like I said earlier, not just XState, but we want. Um, developers, designers, and others to be able to represent any type of user flow or workflow uh, in this tool and have it interact with a, a wide variety of tools. Um, like, for example, GitHub Actions, I think it'd be really cool to just jump into the editor and be like, all right, let me just drag and drop these things to create my GitHub Action or visualize an existing GitHub Action um, and, yeah, just export it and use it. Um, or even see it working live. That'd be really cool too. So um, yeah, lots of ideas. So if, if folks are interested in learning more or potentially even getting involved on an open source basis, what's the, the best way to approach either XState or Stately? So we have a, uh, a 
pretty pretty good sized community on Discord right now. If you go to discord.gg slash xdates, uh, we have a whole bunch of interesting discussions every day. And it's also the quickest way to find help if you have any problems with state modeling or X dates, um, you know, there's always someone who's going to you know, answer you quickly. Um, we also have GitHub discussions. So if you go to stately, uh, github.com slash statelyai slash X dates, um, lots of interesting discussions there too. And also our Twitter at statelyai. That's a, that's a good place as well. If you want to learn more about state charts in general, I recommend um, this. This is a resource by Eric Mogensen uh, called statecharts.dev. And it includes a lot of uh, not even using code, but just, you know, representing state charts in a visual way and why you would use state charts and just uh, all of the fundamentals, like the different terms and things like that. Great. Well, David, this has been awesome to learn about both X-State and Stately. So thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Pod Rocket. Find us at Pod Rocket Pod on Twitter, or you could always email me, even though that's not a popular option. It's Brian at Log Rocket. <laughs>